What is up, everybody? Man, welcome back. Welcome back. So glad to have you. It is the holiday season, so Merry Christmas to everybody out there. I know everybody's got a busy schedule right now. But hey, the podcast and cafe are open for business once again, and we're glad you took time to be with us, man. What a great time of year. We got the cafe all decorated and looking great for for Christmas. We got got special drinks going on right now, so it's a good time. I'm here with my man, my sidekick, the man who has made his list and checked it twice. (laughs) Mr. Ryan Copenhaver, brother, how are you feeling? I am awesome. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm flying high tonight, man. And I, don't, I mean that on a, on an earthy way. I'm not like on something. I'm I'm having a great time right now. This is really cool because by the time we get done introducing everybody, people are going to understand why I'm having so much fun. Setting to my left, if you're watching on News Channel 12. You can definitely see my buddy, my brother in arms right here, Mr. Polly Coconuts. He joined us tonight. Polly, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm so much better <laughs> now that you're here, man. Great to be back. Yeah, wearing the Santa hat tonight, man. That's you're in the right. spirit, right? Absolutely. Wow. Ryan, I don't want to take this away from you. And then trust me, this is hard because these guys sitting around this table are already blowing my mind. But you got this all hooked up. So I'm going to let you introduce them. All right. Well, welcome, guys. Welcome, everybody uh, who's listening this evening. I uh, just want to introduce Focamall Trio. Yeah. Thank you guys Hi-o. so much for joining us tonight. Yep. Hello. Yes. How we- is everybody doing? Great. Doing great. Excellent. Excellent. Great to be here. We got Bert, we got Ray, and we got uh, Jody. almost said Jacob Jody. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's my brother's name. Is that what it is? Right? <laughs> yeah, it is. We got these three guys here, man, and they've already been playing in front of It's just magical, man. And Burns over here on the left, he's got that long, tall, dark woman standing with him. Yes, that's right. Holding her up. That's right. Man, I'm telling you, Burns. Her name is Spaceship. 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 <laughs> she's, she's got a little age on her, but she's still looking smoking hot, if she's you ask me. excellent, yes. <laughs> Big fan. We got a lot to get to you guys, because you all got so much stuff on going on, it makes my head swim right now. I was reading the bio, so we got to get to all that, including the name, which I love the name, by the way. But before we do that... I got to get to the uh, to the menu and let everybody know what's going on. So, folks, grab a pen and paper out there. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, look no further than what I've got here. We'll rip through this thing real quick. Starting over the Mountain Tally Ho Theater on the 22nd, none other than the Amish Outlaws doing their holiday spectacular. So, if you've ever seen the Amish Outlaws, Paulie, have you? I have not. Oh man, I'm telling you, good time for sure. <laughs> but check that out, holiday special. And the next night, another local phenomenon. Doc Martin and the Flannels are going to be there on Saturday night, also doing a Christmas show. So, Ryan, man, if you're in a Christmas mood, go to Tally Ho. I mean, a lot of stuff going on, right? Christmas mood all year yeah, long for me. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood Casino over at the uh, over at Charlestown, they don't have anything scheduled this weekend. I get that. You know, it's kind of a busy weekend for people. But then on New Year's Eve, they've got that arena rock show. Uh, and that's kind of a cool way maybe to spend your New Year's if you haven't picked out something to do yet. You know, you can remember back when we were younger. You know, the big bands had all the lights and the... Oh, wow. Yeah, you're doing exactly what you're doing, Paulie. With, you know, Paulie with, you know, the, 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 the horns, or you want to call them rock on, you know, stink face, the whole thing. Uh, but anyway, make your way over to Hollywood Casino, and you can check that out. Bear Chase Brewery's got a full weekend, and it starts on Thursday night with Rowdy. Uh, on Friday night, Jim Steele's going to be there. On Saturday, Fork in the Road with Britt and Jane, uh, James. Pardon me, Britt, sorry about that. Britt and James rounding out the evening. And then on uh, Christmas Eve, Ken Wenzel, and give that guy a high five if you make it out there to see him, because Christmas Eve's a tough day to work, you know, you're busy, but he's going to be singing, and that's pretty cool. Box Office Brewery have got Moving In Band on Friday night, and then Saturday, they've got none other than Cashmere. Cashmere's making the rounds. They are busy right now. Uh, So go check those guys out. On Q Sports Bar, we recently added added them to the menu. 
Uh, on Friday night, none other, none other than the very first show that we ever did, Mr. Chris Darlington. Chris Darlington Band's going to be there. So that'll be a good time on Friday. And then Dan James Band is going to be there on Saturday evening as well. So pretty cool night at On Cue. Troubadour Lounge and Park. No music this weekend. they got a wide-open uh, jukebox if you want to. But they all, I thought this was funny. They're having an adult gingerbread house-making contest. <laughs> I have no clue. Ray, you got any ideas, brother? <laughs> He's just shaking his head. No, I don't either. I don't get it. But it sounds like it's fun, so we could do that. Piccadilly Public House, a couple of folks that have been on the show with us. Uh, Friday night is going to be Brian Stutzman, and on the 23rd, Daryl Marini. Uh, so, man, you go no further than pub, uh, Piccadilly if you want to go check out some cool music. Backseat Bar and Grill. Um, so they don't have anything listed for the weekend of Christmas. That may change. But I do want to go over what they got going on next weekend. So they're having a Christmas, uh, pardon me, a New Year's Eve Eve show on the 30th. And that's going to be Cashmere once again with Sold Out. Hmm. So, man, I'm telling you, that's a good time. Uh, holy smokes. Dancing legs be wore out at the end of that night, that's for sure. And then on the 31st, New Year's Eve, they got none other than Low Water Bridge. Um, and so Low Water's so popular right now. I'll be there for that. You going to go to that, Jody? Well, I'm in the plate scraper, so we're... Oh, that's right. You're with them. We're, we do, we're doing Thank that show God, with those man. guys. You said something about yeah, man. that. Thank you, man. We'll talk more about that, too. That's outstanding. Blue Fox on Friday night has Dinosaurs in Paris, Shadowborn, American Dream Machine, and Jenna Snyder. Dinosaurs in Paris. Wow. That's I said a couple of weeks name. ago, if you want a good name, just go ask a heavy metal guy. Man, they got the <laughs> coolest names in the world. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and then on the 23rd, A Very Gunner Christmas with Gunner Heath. Do you know that? Boy? I do know Gunner. Yes. Do you know much about I didn't know much about him. Do you know much? Uh, he's quite the character. I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's what I hear. That's what I hear. It sounds yeah. like fun. He's got some folks coming with him, but Gunner is going to be like the All headliner. Right. So that should, should be fun. It'd be good to see him again. Yeah, yeah man. Paladin on uh, Friday night. He's got our old buddy Jimmy Lee, and I'm glad to see Jimmy's out doing it again. I know he wasn't feeling well for a while, but he's back out doing it. And that's cool. And then on Saturday night is Bailey Hayes at Paladin in Stephen City. Down at P2, friend of the show on Friday night, Zach Townsend has been on with us before. And then a uh, week before last, we had Ryan Thomas, and Ryan's going to be there on Saturday night, Ryan. So Excellent. Ryan and Ryan could hook up again if you're not doing anything. A little anything. duo, actually. Yeah. <laughs> He might. He needs a drummer. He said he did. He really? Down. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Get in. Okay. So the half note. Uh, they've got a New Year's Eve going on as well. It's going to be Rob Talton and a good friend of mine, Nick Naranjus. Uh Nick is uh, Nick, class of '85, represent, yeah. and he also had his brother Steve, who we had on the show that did the uh, did the Hammerjacks documentary, the Hammer, yeah. Hammerjacks documentary. So Nick's been a Nick's been a musician for a long time too. Bright Box Theater's got a uh, a cool weekend. They've got a Murder Mystery on Friday night, which yours truly is going to be there. You are too, I believe, right? Yes, both sir. Going, right? And then on Saturday is Destructo Disc with Sad Roach and Trap Hill Collision. Boy, awesome. It's punk. <laughs> it's punk music. You know, a night of punk music before Christmas. It's got to be great. Um, so that rounds out that. Emily Fisher, got to give you a shout out for being on last weekend. She, her show is blowing up. Uh, Friday night, she's at Giuseppe's in Newmarket. And then on Saturday, she's going to be at Wayside. So definitely go check out Emily. And then Mr. Jim Snedeker, man. Jim is a Jim is a, a quite a supporter for us. He's going to be at Bredet Vineyards on Friday night from 4 to 7. So make sure you stop by and say Merry Christmas to Jim and ask him to play this song. It wouldn't be bad. So that's everything I got. You got anything I missed? Right. I am good. I, I actually, if I could, I want to give a shout out to my nephew Richard in Ohio who religiously listens to our podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Richard. We yeah. love you, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah, Richard, that's outstanding, man. I don't know whether you're a Buckeyes fan or not, but, you know, hey, is he? 
Maybe. No. no okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Not that I'm aware of. All right. That's all right. No problem. <laughs> Um, one more thing we've got to get to before we talk to these guys is our, is our um, trivia question of the show. But you got one, too, right? I do. I do. Well, what should we do? Both of them? Up to you. Let's do both of them. Okay. All right. It's so Christmas. mine, folks. Here's mine. According to Wikipedia, what is the most popular Christmas song used as a ringtone? Ooh. What would you think it Ooh. is? I'm going to say Jingle Bells. That's a good guess, but it would be correct. Carol of the Bells. That's a great one. That's my favorite, Vern. Some people call it Sarajevo, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, love, a, it's a Ukrainian yeah, song. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gary Hoey does it in lots of places. I, I would love that, but that's not it either. I'll say uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. That's a great one, too, Jody. Not the correct answer. But. I'm going to say Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride. I love that one, but not the one they tell me it is. I'm not going to give you the answer yet. We're going to wait to the end of the show. You guys normally aren't uh, used to that, I'm sure. But at the end of the show, I'll give you... Polly, what's yours? Okay. Um, so, it's uh, the year is 1977. I was and alive. <laughs> Most of us were. Yeah. A couple of us were. At <laughs> least of, three of us, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, ben Crosby is filming his Christmas special in England. Yeah. And there's a knock on the door. And in walks David Bowie. Right. Wearing a nice, you know, suit and shirt or a jacket and a sweater. And yeah. uh, he, they go, they, they make a little small talk. They sing uh, Little Drummer Boy yeah. with Peace on Earth. Yep. They knock it out of the park. And then uh, five weeks later, Bing Crosby drops out of a massive heart attack on the golf course. Right. So my question is, what is David Bowie's real name? See, I just had this last week. <laughs> Remember, we, that was what, one of the questions we had, David Bowie's last week. Uh, uh, Shoot, Polly. Wow. All right, let me work on it. Okay, think about Anybody it. Anybody got a guess? Brian, you got a guess? It's uh, Fiddlin' Ray Bruckman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he wins the shiny yeah, nickel. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. Well, actually, Polly, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar oh, in the labyrinth. <laughs> I had never seen him in the same room at the same time. Hey, you're right about that. Uh, Brad Burns, man, he's on to something, I'm telling right. you. Well, we'll get to both of those okay. answers at the end of the show. How's that sound? All right. All right, folks, we got Folkum All Trio. This is cool as all get out. The G for V, Guitars for Vets, tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got to do that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, later. Okay, we'll right, definitely right, do right. it, yeah. But we got Folkum All here, and they are everywhere. Okay, so I read your all's bio today. You guys are not only busy doing what you do, but you're doing a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I'm always going to start off with the first question is, how the hell are you? Are you doing all right? Everything good? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. good. Everybody's smiling right, right now? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. good. Busy is a good thing. Busy is a good thing, no doubt. Wow, cool. All right, that's good to hear. So you guys, let's start with just the trio that you got here. How long have you guys been Focomall Trio? Almost two years now, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. About, yeah. Is you know, right? Ray and I have played together for... Wow. Uh, that makes it hard to keep track. It kind of does. <laughs> I, you know, I, for at least a decade or more, um, longer, I'd say, probably like 14 years, maybe, something yeah. like wow. that, on and off. Uh, a couple bands together. Um, Burn moved into uh, the house that I live in. It's a house with a couple apartments on the back end, uh, the year of the pandemic, and that's how I met Burn. Okay. And, um, we started kind of hanging out, and uh, we share walls, literally, and... Um, uh, started kind of hanging out, recording a little bit of music here and there, and uh, I think it was probably it was almost two years ago. I think I recall we started playing around March time. That sounds right. To yeah, me. around March yeah. time. Wow. Okay. Twenty one. So or twenty two rather. And um, 
Yeah, yeah. We were like Ray and I were like, hey, we've we always like to play as a duo. We let's yeah. Burn never played bluegrass really or old time music much before. And Not really, no. Is uh, that right? Yeah, but you know that's why you get a bass, so you get ass places you wouldn't go. <laughs> it's kind of like if you have a truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly, Jody. Good, good an- analogy there. I actually had Boo Snyder on back early in the, in the years of doing this, and he said that one of the reasons why you learn to play bass is because you could always find a band that needed you. Well, I've been working professionally since I was 16. And that's something. You know, because I had this. Yeah. 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 What a beautiful lady she is, by the way. Thank you. Talk about that a little bit. How, tell me about that big upright you got there. I got this bass in 1995. It was previously owned by a guy named Vishnu Wood. Who's a bass player. Um, he's best known uh, for working with Alice Coltrane. Okay. He actually recorded with uh, Thelonious Monk right before he died as well. Oh, wow. But he, uh, he lived in a town of, uh, in New York that I grew up in, White Plains, New York, and I took some lessons from him when I was a teenager. And um, I uh, was, was interested in that music, and my grandmother uh, bought me this bass off of, off of Vishnu. And um, I've had it since then, yeah. And, uh, you know, once I had the bass... Uh, people were like, hey, Burn, you got a bass. You should come over here and uh, play bass. And yeah. so, yeah, I got my first gig with a jazz group when I was 16 years old. And I had a regular regular weekly gig at a at a restaurant downtown in, in White Plains. And I got uh, very into the idea that music can take me places I would not otherwise go. Wow. And, so, you, and you mentioned when you got here, Burn, that, that bass is 80 years old, 80 plus Yeah, years 1941. Old, right? It's a 1941K pancake bass. It's an unusual bass, but it, uh, I like it. It's got a great sound. It, it fits, great sound, it yeah. fits yeah. in the CRV very well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> this is true. It, it does fit better than your average bass. And it's very durable. It's, very, it's been abused horribly by me. It's not in great shape, but it, that's the reason why the action's so high. It don't go no lower no more, but... I like that. For those yeah, you can't see. You can basically fit a fist. Yeah, you can. Right? <laughs> Torture. I want to. I want to feel. I want a bass that fights. Yeah, I want to fight. You know. Yeah, like exactly. Fight. It's got character to it. That's I right. like character. That's right. Yeah. Well, we, we weren't able to come here together today, which we normally do. I was in the studio down outside of Front Royal, and these two came down, and uh, you know, Ray drives the pickup, and um, you know, Ray says, uh, you know, the the back doesn't have any heat, and uh, uh, Burns' response was. Well, I'll just put a sweater on it. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't actually put a sweater on it at all. Just made it sit in the cold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, I have to ask. I absolutely love your guy's name. It's very creative. How did that come to be? Uh, it's it's funny. You know, that came via just like, uh, I think we were on Messenger together throwing around some names. We originally started off as Jody Ray Byrne. Which oh, we're so we're yeah, so creative. Cool. Which is kind of like to me is like you know like a a NASCAR like a NASCAR driver's name or, something. <laughs> uh, or, or like an '80s country star. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we did that for a while, and then um, you know we we started we actually um, we started jamming with Joe Craven and um, yeah. Joe Craven who used to play with Jerry Garcia and David Grossman quintet. And all those those acoustic albums that we've all listened to and love in the '90s of Jerry and Dave playing all those awesome songs. You listen to the percussionists in the back, and that's Joe, and he's also playing fiddle. And um, we started playing with Joe uh, about a year and a half ago. And when we started playing with him, he actually we we all enjoyed each other's company so much on a whim that he asked us to start coming out and playing more with him. Nice. And so he came up with this name called the Alterations. 
So we, mm. we went by Joe Craven and the Yalteration. So what, uh, I think it was my brilliant idea to say like, oh, well, maybe we have our name now as a trio <laughs> as the Yalterations. So we did that for a little bit. And um, Joe was like, no, that's just when you're playing with me. So we were like, <laughs> cool, I get that. Sorry. And so we, we ended up kind of just going around with, uh, I always wanted some kind of name with folk in it. You know, I've seen other bands. I have a really, uh, some good friends up in upstate New York called Folk Faces. Yeah. You know, just really yeah. cool uh, yeah. ways of using the word folk, <laughs> you know, like the yeah. other way we like to use it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how that one came about. And I think there was it, also a usage, uh, Joe uh, said something along the lines of, yeah, I like to I like to learn songs in in folk with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a million and one uses for that word right now, right? You know. <laughs> but yeah, it was just uh, like Jody said, we were just throwing combinations of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cross messenger, and that's the one we landed on. So it could be said, you guys get your audiences folked up. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's Quite what I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like to folk them all night. <laughs> I love see a million and one uses. You just never get tired. Of, that's for sure. That's for sure. Man, so you guys are as I read in here, you guys are are bluegrass to western swing, and everything sort of in between. Is there? Yeah. Is that accurate? First yeah. of all, may we have got a little bit of bluegrass, a little bit of old time, uh, a little bit of blues. Uh, uh, definitely some swing. We like to do some old Bob Wells kind of stuff. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody here is comes from a pretty diverse background of music. You okay. know, it's a, um, you know, I spent my my upbringing playing psychedelic rock and roll and blues, electric guitar, and uh, being in a funk band for a long time, being a guitar player, and um, you know, burn with with jazz. Hit the the group he plays in with his wife, Megan Jean's Secret Family, is like like kind of folk jam band meets like r&b almost and like something like that something yeah, like, yeah. We're, yeah. we're always i mean music's a river man we're just it's swimming, a river you know yep. yeah gotcha <laughs> it's a river so i'm going to rewind a little bit i always do this every show but i'm gonna start with ray because he's on the far end looking right at me but ray you've been doing this obviously by your bio you've been everywhere man you've 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 been a champion uh in the state of pennsylvania for fiddle mandolin and guitar that didn't just happen overnight. So tell me a little bit about how it started for Ray back when you were young. So um, my dad had, I grew up around my father's massive CD collection. So there was all kinds of music always playing. You know, um, you know, he had big hi-fi stereo system and I was just never that into it. Uh, then one day we were driving down the road and the devil went down to Georgia came on and uh i've been seeking professional help ever since (laughs) so that's kind of how i got into it um it took me a little while to track down a uh of an actual quote-unquote fiddle teacher so i started with suzuki violin um and uh that's always been my my main focus but i you know i tinker with i tinker with guitar and um you know the mandolin goes hand in hand with it um and yeah that's kind of I started uh, off playing what like what we were playing yeah. as we first logged in here, just these old time fiddle tunes, and then eventually got into bluegrass and right. uh, you know kind of spotted her off from there. Now I'm trying to get my nose into anything I can I can find. So talking now, to these guys is great because they came up with a completely different right wow view of music. You literally just told me a 
30 seconds ago that you tinker with guitar and you're a state I champion. do, I do. <laughs> I just, uh, Ray, I don't know about that sentence, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't tinker and you're a champion. I mean, you're jealous. You obviously, it's like my you know, pet project. I'm always just kind of working on that. But wow. I never, I don't really play guitar out much. Is that right? It, well, it's hard with a friend sure, like Jody. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, very cool. Did you, when you were at an early age, was it, was it, Hard to find someone to play that style of music with, with your inner your circle of friends, or did you have to go find the existing bands? How did that work? Um, that was always kind of just an adventure. Uh, the first first band I ever played in, I think I was the youngest of 14, and the oldest was maybe 17. Right. Uh, the bass player's name was also Ray, and the guitar player's name was Jake, and the banjo player's name was Jake. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and Ray, we were Ray the, and Jake, Jake. we were the uh, the new generation bluegrass band, and then yeah, it was just uh you know when ultimately that wanted to go their separate ways. Um, yeah, I just went from you know anybody basically that wanted to have a fiddle player. Um, it's a uh, you know in the time in the area that I grew up, there's not a lot of fiddle players, so um, I'm fortunate to get to get my yeah. my foot in a lot of different doors. Uh, which I love. It's awesome. Um, and that's ultimately how I, I met Jody. I, I had a student that was a major fan of a band that Jody was in. Um, and uh, I came out to see him, and we, there was a jam afterwards, and it was uh, almost kind of like a stepbrothers moment. <laughs> like I went over to his house, and I was like, oh, you have the intimate guitar lesson with Tony Rice, too? What? Uh, <laughs> Did you have to call him Nate Hawker? <laughs> So tell me guys a little bit about your music. I, I don't want to assume anything. Do you guys do covers? Do you write your own originals? All the above. How does that look like? All right. All the above. So with writing your own originals, I always like to ask, how do you guys get your inspiration for your, for your songs? Like, where does it come from? Is it just start with a simple melody? Is it a collaboration? Do you guys share ideas? How does that work? It could be a little bit of all of it. You know, I think it's, uh, it, there's a lot of different ways of writing, you know, uh, it could be just like you come up with a melody in your sleep and you, you know, I sing it to my phone or something and then I save it for later or I have like a, um, uh, you know, maybe a subject matter or, or some kind of an idea that I like to write about. Um, you know, I, I've always had like, you know, maybe something about like the old West or like an old dark character or something like, uh, I love writing about like things like that, you know, fictional characters. Um, and then, you know, like this music has got a lot of instrumental stuff in it too. So, um, when you're playing these kind of instruments a lot and sitting around a while, it's just like, you know, you're even from practice, you might come up with a melody or something mm -hmm. and then you kind right. of store it yeah. and then it ends up coming into a tune and then, and then maybe, you know, one of these guys comes in, you kind of feed it off each other a little bit. And the next thing you know, you got something, you know, and it could be as simple as that. Um, you know, they, they, there's this thing I, I'm really a, a believer of is that sometimes I think songs come out of thin air and they're kind of handed to you. Um, they write themselves really easily. And I find the best songs happen that way. Yeah. Whereas if... You know, some songs can take you years to write, mm -hmm. and they're just hard. Yeah, you know? I agree. It's, something, it's just like it comes to you, and it's like, man, that was. Yeah, wow. Where did that come from? And it was just so easy, you know. I nice. sometimes think of it as it's like a, like uncovering a fossil. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, it, it is handed to you, but you kind of have to dig for it you a little totally bit do. sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you don't. It's just kind of like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
clean it up, polish it up, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You kind of wish there was a formula that you could kind of follow, but yeah. there just isn't. You know, it's just like it, it's That's what makes it so great, right? There's well, no for me, procedure. it's about processing. Yeah. Okay. Processing something I'm trying to work through. You know, something, something that's bugging me or something, you know, is a, is a process. And I find I'm like, I need a song about something. And then I like figure a way how to do it. And I investigate that. Nice. And then the song comes out. Yeah. So it's methodical for you. Not Well, yeah, but like, you know, yeah. there's no timeline. Well, yeah, yeah, understood. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. You know, but yeah, it, I mean, for me, the, for me, because like, uh, I mean, I do a lot of artistic stuff. And, you know, and, and, and uh, I always find it a great way for me to just process all the things I'm going through, all the things in my life, all the things that I'm trying to figure out. That's just a great medium. And so with, with songwriting, for me personally, it's not enough to just write a song. I want to ru- play it with other people. Right. right? It, to me, just writing a song for the sake of writing a song is, is very uninteresting because I'm using my voice and I'm speaking. So what's the point of doing that by yourself? Right. So it's like you want to you want to you want to play with other people and you want to you want to investigate the stuff that you're working with there. Yeah. All right. So here's okay. So like for example, last Delfest, we performed one of my songs with Joe Craven, which is an exorcism. Okay, it's an exorcism. And prior to that, I was sitting at home one night and I was like, there are no good songs about exorcisms. Like there's no like gospel music has a vast variety of topics, but yeah. exorcism is not one that's common, and that's like one of the most ancient human practices. It goes deep with us because when we are being influenced by uh, malignant forces, it can sometimes be helpful to personify those forces outside of your personality and tell them get the fuck out. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, I like it. how do you know? So I was sitting there and I was like, that is a great idea like what if you want to perform an exorcism and you don't have an exorcist like if you had a song that's practical right so i was sitting around thinking like how do i do that and then i remember because this guy i follow on youtube he's like the dead sea scrolls got old uh, exorcist poems so i looked over there and they had these old scene exorcist poems from 2000 years ago nice. little fragments of them okay and i was like what's the language they use how do they personify that and how do they tell it to get the fuck out? Yeah. And the line was, The Lord will strike you with a mighty blow for your destruction. I'm like, that's it. You just keep taunting it and taunting it as a song. So anyway, that was my song. And I didn't think I was gonna even perform it in front of people. Well, on Good Friday I did actually perform it with some people <laughs> okay. at the Clatter Cafe in Frostburg. But we did that and they were really it got a really good response from them. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Maybe I'm maybe I gotta investigate this. Yeah. I have to investigate this and I have to investigate this within myself. Right. right. So for me at that time, when I would get on stage and I'd be sound checking my voice and I'd get nervous, I'd just sing that song to make me nervous, less nervous because I'm like getting, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're not yeah. allowed in here. I like it, yeah. And that's all it was. I didn't even, I didn't even show it to anybody. It was yeah. just something I would do to like make myself calm down. I gotcha. And then when we played the pre-party at Delfest, I did the same thing because I was with Joe. And Joe had actually never heard me sing at that point because I was new to bluegrass. I'm just like trying to keep up with these guys and trying to understand and try to listen and not run my mouth, you know. But now I was comfortable and we we had done some of my stuff together with these guys and I really loved it. And and Joe was very into all of us contributing more. Right. So I had another song in mind that I was going to do. But then the sound check, I sing the Exorcist song and Joe's like, I want to do that song. And I'm like, well, I got validation. (laughs) But the problem was, these guys hadn't learned the song yet. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But that wasn't a problem, 
because that made everybody nervous. And it's an exorcism. You understand? <laughs> it's all tied together. It's, it made everybody nervous. Yeah. And we weren't even able to rehearse it properly because we got cut short the, the morning that we were going to rehearse it because we had put in, a, we put in a demon solo and a lot of screaming and Joe did a possession dance and it became a very big production with absolutely no preparation. Wow. You know, and he didn't want to rehearse it because it was Sunday morning and all the, the higher-ups at Delfest were surrounding the tent and he didn't want us screaming like lunatics and scaring them away, which is understandable. But in my mind, Probably in these mind, these guys' minds, they're like, "God damn it, Burn!" But in my mind, I was like, "This uh, so is so." What Burn's saying is, he basically loosed the demon on us so he could exercise. That's right. You know, if you can't, yeah, you gotta you gotta create a problem That's to solve it sometimes. Version. You know, um, yeah, right here. But yeah, we did. We we managed to get over through it. Uh, you know, five minutes before it, and it was a very like strange. It was a very like frantic thing. But the but. But it, but it killed, man. It yeah, killed. Yeah, it killed. And yeah. it was an ex- and, but the thing about it was, it wasn't just the song. It was the experience. It was working with all sure. these guys. It was working with all that feeling and then being able to get in front of an audience and Let create something that will not happen like that ever again. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to tell you, Bernie, you, you, and this is a compliment. You think on a completely different level than I can. Okay. You're, you're at a level, dude. I uh, want then to get all, to. Then all of us. Uh, yeah. Then all of us. Hell of a story. Because Terrible, I'm baby. standing up. You see, you guys are all sitting down. <laughs> if you guys were just standing up, you'd be like, "Of course." <laughs> and then you'd share your experience. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you've been holding back, brother. I know you got a question, man. Go ahead. Well, I I, I don't know where to go after that. That's uh, that's <laughs> that amazing. Was outstanding. I love it. Uh, so I was going to ask uh, ask Burn. Uh, so uh, everybody, we're talking about origin stories here. Uh, what's your, I'm a bass player myself. What's your uh, what's your origin story? How do you get started in all this? Oh man, right. So when I was ten years old, right, my aunt Boo B O O Boo like a ghost, right? Okay. She she was an unmarried woman. She was always looking out for all the all of us, all the cousins. I'm 148 cousins, one of 148. Wow, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's looking out. She's like those guys don't have music in the house, so she brought us a piano, and I figured out how to work it, man. And I figured it out from a book and the thing. And then uh, my mom had me take piano lessons after a year. And they were like, oh, wow, you're pretty good. And I hadn't gotten that kind of validation in life about anything yet. So I was like, this is great. I can play music. And then later on, when I was about 12, I had a friend named Jason. And Jason, uh, he got me, he had two tapes. He had Jimi Hendrix at Monterey, where he burns his guitar. Yeah, I love that part. Woo. And then he had a Megadeth Countdown to Extinction, yeah, which had just come out. Yes. <laughs> and so I love, I mean, so consequently, I love those, both those records forever and ever and ever, right? But like, uh, so we would just listen to that. And I was, I had never really thought of myself as a music fan. I love Weird Al. That was about it. I was like, if it's not funny, I don't relate to it. But the, burning the guitar, that was, that just sounded like fun. So I was like, that sounds cool. I really <laughs> like what these guys are up to. And I opened my ears to Megadeth and what they were doing. And I was like, this is very interesting. And I started to get interested in music. And then Jason was like, we should form a band. Yeah. We should form a band. And Jason's like, I'm going to go play guitar. And then we had a guy named Ian who's going to play drums. And another guy named Simon who's going to play guitar. So I said, I guess I'll play bass. But I couldn't get a bass. Yeah. My parents were not willing to buy me a bass. They were like, maybe if your grades get better, we'll get your bass. Didn't happen. Right. But I still I had a little keyboard, had a little little electronic keyboard, that had a little bass sound and made me I felt lame doing it, but I could do it. Yeah. And uh, then Jason and all these guys got guitars and they started playing and I would go over to their house and I play the guitar and I knew that the bass was the bottom four strings of the guitars. Sure, yeah. summer, right? yep. Yep. So I could figure out how to play a bass without, you know, going to Jason's house and playing a bass. So anyway, then uh, October 1993, Jason got bar mitzvah. Right. And so he, at his bar mitzvah. 
his guitar teacher is like, hey, why don't I like train you and your friends to play a song your bar mitzvah? You look really cool. Super bar mitzvah thing to do. <laughs> and uh, so they get us together and he arranges Yesterday by the Beatles. Yeah. And he, and, and he yeah. wrote out his own arrangement. He wrote out a bass line and I could read it and play it like instantly on the piano, right? So then I was bored while these guys were hacking away at, at, at their stuff. They, bless their hearts. They weren't very good. Right. But like, uh, you know, but I had that. And then Jason, actually Jason did something very cool. He said, hey man, you want to, I have a, this electric guitar and this acoustic guitar. Why don't you just borrow this uh, guitar for a little while? So I brought it home and I like practiced how to finger the bass line. Right, I became right. obsessed with that. Um, and it was hard for me because I didn't have anyone around me doing it. It was all like that fire, right. just doing it yourself, you know. But I got it. And then at his bar mitzvah, we we're setting up, and his grandparents had hired this band. You know the old guys from the Muppets in yeah, the balcony? Yeah, 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 if yeah, those yeah. two guys had a band that played at bar mitzvahs, it looked like those two guys. <laughs> and they're in the bow ties, and they got one guy in a little tiny drum kit. Yeah. And the other guy's got one of those uh, guitar on top, bass on the bottom <laughs> guitars, yeah. and a little organ in front of them. And they're playing like 60s and 70s rock covers, like Cream, that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. And they're real nice guys, and they're helping to set up. And the guy says to me, he's like, what are you doing? I'm going, I'm playing bass on this keyboard. And he goes, oh, do you play bass? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and he says, well, I got a Fender bass in the car. You can, you can play that if you'd like. And I had never even seen a real one yet, just in magazines. But I was like, you know, that's... 13 years old man i was right you know i was having my like my little mind was blown i was like this is literally <laughs> the only thing i've been thinking about for months man yes please yeah i would love to play your bass and he came back and i held it and i was not much shorter than i am now back then so it wasn't so bad but i didn't realize how big the scale was but right. I could, but the song was easy enough but then when we came to play Jason plays ding, ding, ding on his guitar and then drops it and goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And he runs off the stage. The other guitar player runs after him. And I just stood up there and played. Boom, boom. Got it, it out. Just got it out. And yeah. people clapped. That was hilarious. But they did. That's you know? funny. And then Jason was hyperventilating backstage. So that was that. And then my parents saw that. And they're like, I had no idea you could do that. And I was like, well, you know, that's pretty cool. And Shout then, out to Jason. Shout out to yeah, Jason. Yeah, shout out to Jason for sure. <laughs> yeah, shout yeah, out to right. Jason. Jason, I love you. But, um, yeah. It's pretty cool when your first public appearance is a bass solo. That's, That's good. awesome. It was yeah. a bass solo. It was a very boring bass solo, and everyone was very polite about that. But for me, it was a big deal. And then, yeah, they saw that. Uh, I, I, you know, I got that. And then I started to get into, uh, get into jazz, especially the, the real fringy stuff. Because I grew up in New York, and at 89.9 WKCR in New York, greatest radio station ever. I got into the, the, a lot of the free jazz scene in, in New York at the time, in nice. the 90s. And it was really, there was a lot of arts funding in the city back then. And so that kind of music was actually doing really well. And that attracted me to the bass. And so I uh, rented a bass and then uh, met uh, some bass teachers, Vishnu, and started taking lessons. And that's nice. how that's, and then I got, yeah, and then people started hiring me right away because they needed a bass. And so I just, that's my story. Man, that's cool, that's though. I love cool. it. Yeah, very yeah, cool. That's very cool. Jody, I got to ask you a question, man, before yeah. I forget. How long did it get you? How long did it take you to get burned out of his show? How did you ever get him? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding with you, Bert. <laughs> with a hammer. <laughs> That's what it was. We got to talk about your background too, brother. Man, you like you're recording tonight, so you're all over the place. How did yeah. it start with you? Oh man, uh, well, my stepfather probably uh, when I was uh, like 12. You know, he he, he did the old. Uh, uh, Love it. 
you know, the House of the Rising yeah, Sun, you know, it was course. just like, it just blew my oh, mind, yeah. you know, it was the first time I'd ever seen anybody play guitar in front of me. I grew up playing baseball, you know, and was a, a big baseball player uh, growing up in Northern Virginia. And, um, and I always liked music, you know, I had, had the, the, you know, the multiple Beatles albums when I was a little kid growing up, I remember listening to in my room and, uh, you know, the white album and the, the one album that's the compilation of the blue with they're all looking yeah. on the balcony downward, you know, like, yeah. you know, so I had all those. And then I had like, you know, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, you know, <laughs> all the different rock albums that they put out. So, you know, I definitely loved music as a kid. And then, you know, my stepfather, Doug, is the one that, that really planted the seed there and and then from there, yeah, he he uh, he drew on this big Macy's box, like a clothing lid Macy's box, a white one, just four or five chord grids, and they still have that, and it, like you can barely see it, the pencil of the drawing of the chord grids. Right. And I mean, I'm 44, you know, this is like 32 years ago, so um, yeah, that's that's what really got me, and then the bug just took over. I mean, it was like what I, were the first chords? Oh, it was it was G, E minor, C, and D seven. It's the same chords I teach all my students. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, nice. yeah. So, um, and yeah, you know, slowly started kind of exiting to stepping out of baseball. Although I played till I was eighteen, but I just I love playing playing rock and roll and electric guitar with my friends and right. And then I you know I got into college and I had a thought of maybe trying to get into it, but the. I had a lot of reading experience in high school. My high school had a three-step guitar program um, with an in-house teacher, you know, that nice. just retired last year. Wow. You know, Keith Owens. Shout out, Keith. Um, saved my life. Nice. And, um, yeah, you know, so I, I literally, like, my last, my junior and senior year of high school, my senior year of high school, I played and was graded on guitar for half of the day. Because we had switched to block scheduling, and you had a fifth period every day. Yeah. And that was my advanced guitar class, which is guitar ensemble. It's 30 kids divided into four parts playing classical. Like, he'd come down, and he'd look at your nails, make sure you filed them right. You'd have your foot on a footstand, and, you know, there was 30 classical guitars on the wall. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, for students to play. So this is down in Lower Virginia. It was quite a resource for, sure, for yeah. music, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so, That's great. So I, I did that. And then when I got to college, I was like, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see about doing it. And, you know, I just reading reading jazz at that point and chord comping, I, it was just kind of over my head still. So, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. I just want to play in bands. And I became a park and recreation major and did all that. And <laughs> Had the plan of, you know, graduating, working in. I worked in the hotel business for about five years, and I quit to play music full-time. And that was when I was 24. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and ever since then, I've kept about 30 students a week. Uh, since then, uh, 
like nonstop. And, you know, I've always had at least a band or two to tour around with. And yeah, yeah, I just always got to have a lot of irons in the fire, you know. Kind of a leap it's, of faith in a way, right? You just oh, decided, it, yep. No doubt, no doubt. You know, it was kind of all in the plan. You know, I really, I, I stuck to the plan of like, all right, I'm going to do my job for like four or five years in the industry that I went to school for. And, and then when I felt like it was time to exit is when I did. I so, gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I still live up in uh, where, where I went to college, up in Frostburg. Um, I've been there for 25 years. Wow. That's fantastic. Early influences for you, Dirty? Uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, The Doors, um, The Allman Brothers. Um, okay. Yeah. Big, huge Dwayne, Dwayne Allman fan. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, um, amongst many, many others for sure. I gotcha. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, no Very doubt. cool. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to hear a song. I'm yeah, anxious. yeah, oh, yeah. we we'll definitely definitely want to do that too. Uh, before we do that, though, I, I want to check with Ray the same question. I'm interested influences for your particular. This is, do you like to call it a fiddle or or do you call it a violin? Which do you refer to? Oh, I typically as? call it a, a fiddle. Okay, because yeah. I know that different people like it different ways. So, early influences for your for your oh, fiddle, man. Well. Uh, I remember I, f- I fell in love with uh, Tony Rice okay. very, very early, um, uh, but I was a massive Beatles fan. Nice. Um, Eric Clapton. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I forgot about listing Eric as well. Yeah, yeah. Eric Clapton. Big is, time. Uh, big time. Uh, Hendrix. Um, you know, my parents were uh, old rock and rollers, so I, I kind of, cool. as soon as uh, I, I heard, you know, that, 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 that idea of playing music clicked, you know, right. then I was, I was into everything um yeah but tony rice and uh you know a, a mandolin player by the name of david grisman okay. oh yeah um okay. david yeah. grisman quintet um you know i just followed the daryl anger mike marshall um you know all of the original members of that scene gotcha uh, and now all of you know their students and <laughs> you know the two generations ahead of me that you know kind of created that little sub genre of gotcha. the sport of picking now I got a question for you. I noticed on your fiddle, you've got five strings. Correct. Extra high or extra low? Extra low. Extra low. Okay. I have a viola string, viola C. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Well, to to Ryan's point, I, I think it's time to let the the folks out there feast their ears on this beautiful music you're about to make. I, you know, I've, I've heard you. I know it's great. So tell us about what you want to play. Have you picked one out that you want to do? Uh. No. <laughs> That's what I like, Jody. Surprise. It's jazz, Honestly. baby. <laughs> I don't know. I figure we could, uh, we'll probably play a few or something throughout the day. Uh, maybe we can kind of each pick one. Uh, yeah. One of our favorites or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah let's folk them up. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what's, a, what's a good original one that we like to do? That's what I was going to ask. Um, uh, do you want to try uh, Allegheny Sun? Sure. Let's do that. Paulie, I'm going to get you to throw that mic down there so we can pick them up a little better. Folks, here they are. Focaball Trio. We're about to get blown away. Here we go. This is an original song. This one's actually written by a guy named uh, Matt Hamilton and myself. Uh, this is uh, it's called Allegheny Sun.
I crossed over Old Virginia Here at County Here I come There ain't nothing That shines so sweetly Than the Allegheny sun And the folks down In the valley They've been here Since time began Yeah, they rise up Every morning with the Allegheny sun Miner Neath the mountain Stirs his whiskey with his thumb. He's a swinging and a dreaming about the Allegheny sun. I met a lost child from the valley and a lover on the run. They were drinking from the fountain, low the Allegheny sun. Savage River running water running down the line towards the Allegheny Sun. Good string there, guys. And the old man at the station ain't been back since time began. He's a dreaming about the mountain below the Allegheny sun. Yeah, I crossed over over Ginny, Eric County. Here I come. There ain't nothing that shines so sweetly than the Allegheny sun, than the Allegheny sun, than the Allegheny sun. Yes, the Focoball Trio right there, the Allegheny sun, man. How cool was Fantastic. that? Fantastic. That was that awesome. Was awesome. Yeah. Polly, buddy, I get to do this every week. How lucky oh, am I? Oh, this is amazing. Man? No, you are. You are. I am a lucky-ass guy, That's I'm telling you. <laughs> you guys, that was fabulous. Fabulous. Now, Allegheny, so obviously you guys are up around Allegheny County. Yep. You know, obviously, I, I get that. Um, you have a most beautiful country maybe around. If folks have never been up around Allegheny County, do yourself a favor and go do it. Um, but it's just that's written about your living there. Is that right? It is, yeah. It's a so you know I learned that song from my good friend Nathan Graham. Uh, my good friend Nathan Graham is the drummer in a band called Midnight North, 
which is Phil Lesh's son's band. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah Phil know. Lesh. Yeah. So like uh, Nathan is is a drummer in that camp. You know, he started off with a uh, drummer with John Kay. Yeah. And um and then also with Phil's uh, Terrapin Family Band, and now is full time with Midnight North. But Nathan and I go back a long time. He's also a great banjo player, and we used to have this band on the side when he still lived in Silver Spring uh, called Porch Grass. Yeah. And um you know that song right there is a really good example of how folk music just travels. Yeah. And how a good song, you know, is just picked up. You know, people, it's it happens. You know, I've seen it happen. That we call them standards in bluegrass or jazz or anything like that. But in bluegrass, you know, a standard that kind of sticks around is, you know, it ends up becoming a standard, so yeah. to say. Yeah. You know, people yeah. will yep. pick it in a parking lot all over the country, everywhere, you know. And it's like, where did that song come from, you know. And right. I feel like that song kind of happened that way. It, 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 it grew up in Nathan's circle, and then when... Nathan and I started picking together later on because we're both also old rockers and we were like, oh, yeah, you play banjo too, you know, cool, we'll play some folk music, you know, and then yeah. that's, that's where I learned that song. And, and uh, Matt Hamilton, the original writer of it, his sister used to be Nathan's girlfriend. So it's like, you know, it's just funny how songs kind of make their way into a circle and then somebody else will grab it. Right. And then I, we actually wrote the, bri- the bridge to that song was never written. We wrote it. Nice. And okay. so we added to it and... Um, we we record. I recorded that song on my solo record a couple of years ago, and um, Matt was like, "Man, I really like that bridge." So it was like, "Yeah, very cool, cool, Put a good touch on yeah. yeah." But yeah, it is, it is. It's about, and that's what really drew me to it. Is you know, I've lived in Allegheny County for twenty five years, and yeah. you know, you, you uh, just the, the yeah that struck home gotcha. big time. I can understand that. Burton, tell me a little bit about the the folk music, the bluegrass scene. Where are you guys finding? Are you traveling around all around? How far out are you going? Is it is it really good right around Frostburg for you guys? How's that working? Yeah, I mean that's where we've mostly been playing in around uh, the Pittsburgh area as well. Oh, have you really? Um, yeah, okay. we did. Uh, we did go down to. Uh, we did do a tour down to Florida and back. Dang. Uh, yeah, we did. Um, we uh, to, we met Joe Craven in. Um, uh, the Spirit of Swanee uh, Festival down in Florida, and that was. Uh, we were Joe had uh, rented out a Airbnb and we all did a whole week with him and sort of the intensive get up at seven in the morning and rehearse and then go play a set at the festival and then come back home and right. keep doing that over and over and over again, which sort of gelled us as a group. We did that whole band bonding thing pretty pretty intensive down there and then uh, to to pay for gas up there, we played some shows in South Carolina and uh See, we did, yeah, we did uh, All One Dog Green down outside of Charleston, and uh, then we played in Georgetown, South Carolina. I used to live down down there with my wife, and uh, I knew some people. And then Jody, uh, Jody's folks actually live outside okay. of Myrtle Beach, and yeah. so yeah, and we, uh, so we did we did some of that to uh, to help get down there. And then, uh, but for the most part, it's been up around around this area. Wow, that's that's a cool experience, right? Absolutely, I, mean, I, I love thinking about the process of doing everything, traveling around. Taking chances, I guess, right? It's a little bit of a taking chance. You're kind of figuring out where you, you know, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I got hooked on touring so young that I, I yeah. Yeah. You still mm-hmm. enjoy it? <sighs> That's such a complicated <laughs> question. That's such a complicated. Well, because the pandemic put me off the road. Sure, like every, yeah. But I also wanted to get off the road at that time. Uh, my wife and I were on the road together for 15 years. 
we were doing 150 plus shows every year for 15 Holy years. Wow. We were in a van together 24 seven, just the two of us so doing, going through all that. And that's an experience that I can't even describe to other people. Cause I don't know anyone else has done something like that, but it's, uh, but at the same time, it, it wears at your body in a way, and then you're getting older. And so, yeah. um, and also, just when I stopped living on the road, I realized how much stress I was under all the time, and had no no clue. So I had to had to had to rethink some things in my life. But that's just that's just interesting to me. Yeah. That's just interesting. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I still got I still got to travel. I still do travel. Actually, I, I still uh, I play with a Japanese performance artist who flies me out randomly around the country every couple of months and. He, uh, run, yeah, Kentaro in the ramen flag band. He's, you know, he's got a yeah. thing about the ramen. Ramen is a, a, a... He's got a whole mythology around ramen that he's presenting to an audience. And I've known him for 20 plus years. I used to tour yeah. with him. I used to tour with him in Japan and Taiwan 20 years ago. Uh, we did a tour of squats in Europe with an old hardcore band called MDC. We did a whole bunch of U.S. tours together. And that's how I learned how to do it. And then when I met my wife, who's in a, Megan Jean, who's a... Uh, unreal singer and songwriter um the two of us she was you know she we were in new york and i was working for uh, carol music an instrument rental company that uh, you know the cowbell sketch from saturday night live yeah, that yeah. was our cowbell <laughs> and so i was working for them but like i was like man this is not sustainable long term and this right. city is getting harder and harder and harder and harder and i was like i gotta get out and, and she was my girlfriend at the time but she rolled over at night and said, why don't we just sell our stuff and go on tour? And I was like, I know how to do that. So we, we did it, you know, and, and now we're, we're, we're entering a, a new yeah. phase uh, where we're tour. Well, we're still performing, but it's a different, we're not, we're not schlepping it. Like we gotcha. used to. Yeah, yeah. Understood. yeah, understood. Going back to you real quick, Jody, with the students that you teach. Yeah. Do, are you teaching them folk music? Are they coming in with an open palette for different genres to learn? Or everything, everything. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It all started on guitar, and then now I teach everything but fiddle. So I, I have guitar and banjo, mandolin, ukulele, dobro, bass students, um, and I will go from Flat and Scruggs to Megadeth in a half hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful feeling. Before you leave, I'm That's quite the spectrum. Up, I'm yeah, <laughs> right. That's right up my alley, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It, it You know, it, it started off as a lot of guitar, and then eventually, you know, just picking up all the other instruments over years and then teaching them, it yeah, it makes for a much better day. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, got, it's got to feel good, too, keeping that, keeping those, and, and I don't know how young these kids are, but keeping that momentum going in the music field, right, to keep uh, them interested. God bless you for that. No doubt. You know, I've had students as young as six, and I've, I've been able to keep students as long as, like, 12 years. Wow, I've wow. seen students go from six until they're out of high school. Awesome. So it's almost great. like they're kind of like great. my own kids in a, in a way, you know. And uh, um, You still keep in touch with a lot of them? I do. I, it's, it's, it's weird. I actually had an experience earlier this week where I, I was just flipping through Facebook, and I saw a, uh, the profile of one of my old students' moms, and um, it, just a wonderful family that, you know, when he, he took lessons from me when he was like 11 or something, you know. And um, and then, you know, I haven't seen him forever for years. You just forget. You lose track of time. And then I, I saw this profile and then I clicked on it and like her her headline or the, the banner photo is, is, is him at his wedding. Nice. <laughs> and he's like married. He's got his own house now. And he's like, and, he, and he's still playing. He's got his own band, which is even oh, cooler. That's, even that's great. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's fun to watch. It is. Paulie, I was checking you out, brother. You were definitely digging and playing. You think, okay. you think we ought to get him to do another one? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I got a string. Yeah. I got my string back yeah, on. Yeah, you got a string. Yeah, there, we go. there you go. What are you thinking? 
Um, yeah, Ray, you want to pick one for us, brother? Do you want to play? You want to sing one? Or you want to do an instrumental? I was singing Dragon's Breath. I was thinking that too. How yeah. about some Megadeth? I could tell. Dragon's Breath. <laughs> this might All be right. as close as we get. <laughs> this might, yeah, this might be actually. Here we go, everybody. The Pokeball Trio. across the floor right there, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Holy heck. I am so ready to stomp around with that, <laughs> that bourbon yes, jug yes, that you yes, brought, Polly. Yes, yes, There was some oh, stomping yeah. going on there. Awesome, Bird and Ray awesome. and Jody, man. You guys are getting it done. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. That was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's one of Ray's songs. That's called Dragon's Breath. Yes. Something you did. Awesome. Something you yep. came up with. Wow! Yeah, what? it has it, it's you know talking about that Tony Rice, you know David Grisman kind of dog music. Yeah, you know, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that 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 you know 
takes a little bit from that. Gotcha. Well, uh, whatever you did, it works. That's cool. Man, man, absolutely. I, while they're good and warmed up, you got another one? I'd love to have another one. Sure. Let's, uh, let's do moldy tangerines. Moldy tangerines. Moldy tangerines. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I've seen a few of those in my <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's a song about feeling awful. We're going to switch to the mandolin, too, which is exciting. That's exciting, too. Is it a G? G, a G. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll just vamp on a G at the top and start singing. Well, folks, we're going to let them keep kicking your butt, man. Here they are, the Folkamall Trio. They're going to knock another one out for us. We appreciate it. Well, lemons, lemons is what I need. Lord, shake the lemons from the lemon tree. That's right. Lemons, lemons is what I need. Lord, shake the lemons from the lemon tree. Oh, but life didn't give me lemons. I got molded tangerines, molded tangerines. What can I do with them? But what's the point of that? Well, not a thing, not a thing, not a thing. Selfish needs is this my personality? A disappointing harvest from what could have, should have, would have been good. See, it's no life gonna give me lemons. I got molded tangerines, molded tangerines. What can I do with them? Well, not a thing, not a thing, not a thing. Well, I'm a baby badger that needs to eat what you got for me. Wow. <laughs> Bird, I love it, man. Is that Thank an original to yours? I wrote that song, yeah. I wondered, yes. I felt like that, yes. And so I processed, processed my feelings. <laughs> You know what? And, and, and you, you crawl, I'm thinking to myself, I've had moldy tangerines in my day. That's life right, too. you have. Right. That's yeah. right. Because, you know, the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, I found, you know, from working, you know, with, with some very talented people who get very big followings, you know. Yeah. When you motivate people, they expect that from you. And that's, a, that's too big wow. a responsibility because they turn otherwise. Yeah. So I wrote a song about the opposite. That's fantastic. Awesome. I love it. The walking the base all over the place. It was great, man. That, that was, was awesome. fantastic. That was awesome. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So what's coming up for you guys? What do you got on the horizon? Oh, wow. Well, let's, get, let's look Where at the Google. Where can we find you? 
<laughs> I have to I have to look at my Google calendar anymore. I, I, I can't keep track. Jody, is that thing sagging on you that mic stand? I'm sorry. No, no, I moved it down. Let's look at the Google calendar. Where are we guys? That's we're gonna play yellow. uh the bunker. Oh yeah, yeah, we are. We're playing uh thirteenth. This really cool uh house show uh, that's or it, it seems like a house show, but it's this cool place in Elwood City north of Pittsburgh called the Bunker. Um, uh, friends of ours that have uh, kind of turned their basement into a venue and very cool a potluck um, very cool which is going to be their last show actually up at the bunker so we're doing that one Um, I believe we are playing um, we've got oh what what else is happening guys I know we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up you're going to be in we will be playing the pre Delfest party with Joe yeah we will in in May May. yeah that's right we just confirmed that uh, by playing pre Delfest in May which that's a big deal right that that festival yeah I mean it's you know arguably the you know aside from Gray Fox up in New York is the largest bluegrass festival on the east coast I'd say fantastic and I mean you know it's not just bluegrass that Delfest is great for bringing in lots of roots music gotcha Gotcha. and you know we do have a we do have a, a handful of shows like kind of here and there in between up in Pittsburgh, we are playing the Fat Cat on the 3rd of uh, February, uh, which is a new venue up uh, north of Pittsburgh also. Um, and I think we are doing some local stuff around Cumberland and Frostburg uh, in the winter as well. Very cool, yeah. yeah. So reach out to you guys like yes. on your Facebook page, website. Yep, kind of you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can find any one of us by searching our names on Facebook. Um, Ray's got his own website, um, Fiddle and Ray Bruckman. Uh, it's actually just fiddlinray.com. Yeah, mine's jodymoser.com, yeah. and we usually both keep our schedules pretty up to up to date on the shows going on. So, very cool. Yep. Good. Yeah. Nice. I I mean, certainly, I know we've touched on this before, but you guys have certainly traveled the country. It sounds like, or, or have gone some distances to do some shows. Do you do you guys travel together? Do you go separately? How does that whole process work? As far as getting to your venues out of state, well, when it's with this group, we try to, yeah. I mean, if we can all, we travel together, definitely. Excellent. Uh, it's it's just much better uh, financially, but it's also just much cooler camaraderie. Con- yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just to be able to hang and you know, and definitely, there's times where you, that can't happen because of people's schedules. Like today, you know, it's like I had a studio thing down outside of front row, and these guys had to come up from Western Maryland, so. Um, yeah, you know, it's always good when you can ride together. Yeah. yeah Do you it. find that you are creating like new music on the road when you're traveling together? Like do ideas kind of come to mind? Sometimes. That's yeah. definitely happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt, you know. Cuz obviously you're spending time together, so I would assume that that's part of the process. It it, it is, you know, I, the road can definitely just bring you along just situations that you never <laughs> could plan for so it's like, yeah you just never know it definitely a good many songs come out of the road i'm sure you got you got any funny road stories something man just something that just cracks your ass up anything like that oh man uh, not that we can tell in public <laughs> <laughs> there's so many you start to lose track yeah, of them, I, I got you, you know? call my attorney <laughs> Bird, you got one on the edge of your lips, I can tell. Oh, well, actually, a couple weeks ago, I was down in Athens, Georgia, <laughs> with uh, uh, the, the Ramen Flag Band, and we played at a collective called the Rabbit Hole, which is like, it's a crypto-funded arts collective in Athens, Georgia. It's, wow, okay. It needs help. But it's like, <laughs> hey, we were over there. As those sort of things are. Well, yeah, you know, it was, it was an adventure, man. It was an adventure there. And I got down there, and Kentaro, uh, you always pays for my flights. But we were going over. He's like, oh, yeah, when's your flight leave? I go, Monday morning. I'm assuming we're out for the whole week. And he's like, oops, crap. 
Well, and so he's like, but you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll pay you for an extra day and uh, you, you can just deal with it. And I'm like, that's fine. That's cool. So uh, we, were at, we were at the rabbit hole and the rabbit hole, got, uh, the electrician at the rabbit hole is like, we got a jam session tomorrow. Why don't you come by? Right. So I slept in the, uh, it was their museum room and it had uh, all these pianos and all these stringed instruments and from all over the world on the, yeah. on the walls. And they had this big cushion in the center and I just like plopped down, fell asleep. And then this group, the seventh generation Native American church, they woke me up in bed because they do their service there. So I went and I sat for their service. They had a great, it was great about making friends with your illnesses, which is, I got three fractures in my spine from 30 years ago. So I'm all about that. You know, right, so it was right. a good time. And then I was like, there's a shuttle from Athens to Atlanta. But then Sean, the, the, uh, the electrician there, he's like, hey, man, why don't you help me out with this. We got a jam session going on today and, you know, maybe I'll give you a ride. And I was like, okay. And so I, I sat around and there was a bunch of older guys from, from around the area and yeah. we had a really great time playing a, bunch, a lot of like Ozark Mountain Daredevil songs. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah, yeah. it. Oh, right? Yeah. So we yeah. played that kind of stuff. Had a good time. And one of the guys there, his name was Pat. And he was from Idaho and they all called him Idaho Pat. So Sean, the electrician, was like, hey, you know, I want to write an Idaho Pat song for Idaho Pat's birthday. Well, if you help me do that, I will totally drive you to the airport tonight. So I was like, well, that's, that saves me $60. So let's do this. Right. So we recorded the Idaho Pat song in, 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 in his trailer. And it was very, very lo-fi. And he was so, and it was 10 minutes long. It was him on a Triton pro <laughs> keyboard playing like, <laughs> and I'm playing a little pig nose, mini guitar with the amplifier built yeah, in yeah. and singing Idaho Pat Idaho Pat for 10 minutes right 10 minutes and he, and Sean, he just was relentless so I, you know it'd be like, I'd be like okay I'll put another guitar solo in here so I'm just ram, ram, ram. this is Athens Georgia Adult Swim all that weird right, yeah. stoner music this is the heartbeat of it and it was definitely that vibe right so so we did that and then Sean was like you got to have a copy of this. I'm like, yeah, sure. Just send me the file. And he's like, ah, the internet's out. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. He's like, do you have an iPhone? And he insisted that he record the Idaho pad on my voice memo on my phone. That's hilarious. So we did that. And I was like, it's all 10 minutes of it. And then we get in the car. And that guy, we listened to the Idaho Pat song on loop for the entire 90 mile drive <laughs> over there. He was so happy oh with it. My God. But, you know, again, you know, that's that's the road, man. You got to roll with it. And man, you made that guy's, you made Idaho Pat's year. Well, I don't know. I made Sean's year. I, Sean's I don't know. Year. I, didn't see what Sean, I, I hope Idaho Pat likes the song. Idaho Pat, if you're listening. <laughs> Thanks for the joint, folks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, guys, what did we miss? Like, what, did, what is something we didn't get to? A lot more songs. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. But what we got to do on that is we schedule another one. See, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. But what, did we miss anything about you guys coming up? Uh, you know, want to make sure people know who Focomall Trio is and get out there and see you guys, man. Oh, I mean, no. How, I guess. how about music that's available to get? Is there anything online, iTunes, anything like we that? We don't have any recorded music yet. You okay. Know, we, we've been uh, talking about getting in and doing some video work, actually. And, um... Yeah, it's just a... We're a rare and special bird. Gotcha. We are, and, you know, it's just... Uh, well, Jody, I mentioned... You mentioned um, uh, Solo Record. Yeah, actually, well, Ray and I both have Solo Records out. Um, okay. uh, Ray's about a year older than mine, although you can find me playing all over Ray's record, and you can find him playing all over mine. Good, good. Um, and, um, yeah, the record that I put out, uh, I did at, during the pandemic, and um, it's called Hands Full, and it's me playing all the instruments except for fiddle. Very cool. Um, and, um, yeah, Byrne designed the cover art for it. Um, so 
uh, it's a pretty collaborative effort with these guys um, that I put out uh, um, two years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. And um, I still have units, but, you know, they just kind of work for coasters anymore. So. <laughs> Because nobody really buys CDs anymore. Yeah. Let us funny. not forget Frisbee golf. Oh, that works for that too. <laughs> it does. I didn't even think about that. Right. Good idea. Now, mini Frisbee golf. Oh, yeah, right. oh my gosh. Well, guys, I, I can't even say thank you enough for coming out to the Homestead Studios, sharing your beautiful craft, and letting folks know what's going on with you, man. It's been great. So glad you did it. Thank Thanks you for having us. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. This has Hell been great. Yeah, for sure. Really great time. Yeah, good. I got another guy over here we got to talk to, man. Paulie, I got to have a few minutes with you, brother, because I know you got something really important coming up <laughs> gig-wise. It has to do with American veterans. So tell me about that a little All bit. All right. Well, uh, on Thursday night of this week, which is tomorrow night, I believe it's the 21st, we have uh, down at the Elks Club in Winchester, there's a an organization called Guitars for Veterans, um, organized by uh, Mr. Uh, Wade Krauss and uh, Nathan Strong. They uh, they have a travel and open mic, and it's basically done as a benefit. So you're welcome to show up and play. They take donations. Uh, if you got a guitar you're not using, bring it by. Um, I I try to if I know somebody that's got a guitar they're not using and they. We'll try to get it fixed up and donate it in so they have something for the veterans to help help get themselves back together through the music therapy and uh, and also the open mic aspect of it. You get to come in and have a good old time, play a little bit of music, and the guys there are really good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. This is a brand-new venue for this, though. Um, it had been at Granny's uh, for in years past. Uh, this is only the second one they've had at the Winchester Elks. It's right down on 522, yeah. uh, just below uh, Costco or Garber's Ice Cream Factory, if you know that area uh just come on out open to the public uh, uh check facebook i don't remember offhand I, I don't remember offhand the time it starts but um it's a good time will be had by all that's great what a great call that's yeah. fabulous yep. man yeah. fabulous awesome. so make sure everybody writes that down for sure yep and then also man you brought me a copy of the much treasured brand new cd brand from spanking Road new called all i want to say how much fun was that to make? <laughs> it, it took us a while. It took us a while, but it was it was it was a great uh, it was a great time. And it's available time. now, right? Absolutely. Where yeah. at? All the major streaming services: iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, um, iHeart Music, iHeart Music, uh, and Amazon. Nice. So, and probably a few that I. Don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Great Christmas. Those gift. are the biggies. Yes, please get that for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, contact the band uh, Ma- Mission Road Duo on Facebook or Instagram if you want a physical copy. We've got uh, got a couple right here. This is a uh, and the yeah. phys- physical copies are finally in. Uh, and it's a great album. It's a great album. Uh, yes. Elliot and uh, Christina put a lot of work into it, and uh, I was just along for the ride, having a little fun. But um, it's it's absolutely fantastic uh, music. Can't wait to hear it. Thank you for bringing us a copy. We appreciate it. My that. pleasure. Ryan, what I miss, man, other than the questions? God, you knew what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we got to get back answers. to those, man, before we get out of here. That's for sure. Um, Paulie, I'll do mine first if you don't mind. Go ahead. All right. So a question, once again, I had was, according to Wikipedia, what is the most popular Christmas song used as a ringtone? And you can tell that the uh, age group here kind of fits, but it's All I Want for Christmas is You from Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. That right. is the way. Yeah, there you go. Steve Byrne understands that yeah, one. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, again, it's kind of cool. Now, what about yours? Uh, okay. So, uh, 
David Bowie. His uh, he he actually was born uh, David Jones. And at the That's beginning right. of the sixties, right. if you remember, there was another band, uh, a little old outfit out of uh, California, uh, known as the Prefab Four, called the Monkeys. And uh, when somebody said, "Hey, uh, you want to change your name to Davy?" To make it a little more palatable, they already had a Davy Jones, and he's like, "Well, I can't do that because I'm not doing that sort of music." And he, I don't know how he came up with it, but he came up with the idea of David Bowie. Uh, and incidentally, his daughter's name is Zoe Bowie. So. Zoe Bowie. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I'm going to step out on a limb here. I think I read one time that it actually came from the name of a Bowie knife. Oh, okay. I believe. Don't hold me to that, but I think I'm right about that. There you go. <laughs> Folks, man, we uh, we appreciate everybody joining us so much for another podcast this evening. Uh, if you don't mind, Ray, uh, Ryan, I'm going to indulge this for a second. We're right before Christmas. Christmas is such an important time of the year, folks. I hope everybody out there on behalf of Ryan and myself and Chris, and I just hope that your Christmas season is as great as you want it to be. It's a great time of year, and, and for all types of reasons. We all have reasons to be thankful, um, you know, no matter what your religion is, or if you have no religion at all, you still can be thankful of things that are in your life. I'm a Christian. I'm thankful for the birth of our, our Savior, and so um, I'm going to rejoice for that. But but for sure, enjoy. Take time for yourself. Take time for your family. Slow down a little bit over the holidays to enjoy them, and uh, and please uh, make sure that you know that uh, that you take time to remember that Christmas is is a real deal for you know for a lot of reasons. Um, Santa's watching you, so make sure that you stay on the on the nice, on the list, nice right? list because the naughty list is no good. And I can guarantee you for a fact that Santa puts everybody who drives in the left lane, lane. <laughs> on the naughty list. If you're out and you're not passing somebody, Santa sees you and he is not going to bring you a damn thing until you get out of that left lane and quit driving over there like you're a fool. So stop it. But anyway, until we stop meet again, it. folks, that's right. Until we meet again, sincerely, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you next week. And Merry until Christmas. then, peace.